On today's insights, how to manage a remote social media strategy. Should you put the word remote in your job titles? And we talk about employer branding. Now is the time for your staffing agency to build one. Insights is brought to you by Haley Marketing. Right now, we're offering two great deals. First, Google Mastery, where we'll get you to the top of search results and on more than 2 million websites in Google's advertising network. Second, social visibility. That includes custom blog writing, our award-winning social pro service and reputation management service, plus free videos and free monthly social media training for your staff. To learn more, you can give us a call at 888-696-2900. This is Insights. Welcome to Insights. Tips and best practices from the insiders at Haley Marketing. Insights will provide you with the tools you need to master your social media, digital marketing, and employer branding. Your hosts for Insights are Brad Biley and Matt Lozar. What's up? This is Brad Biley and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we doing this week, buddy? We're great, Brad. We are, we're doing well. We're, we're still doing well in quarantine and trying to find the best ways to uh, get some remote work done and help with recruitment marketing and continue to learn in our, in our new reality. Yeah, I was saying over the weekend that this would be significantly more difficult if we had to manage this remote lifestyle in the winter. I mean, you could work from outside. You could take a call outside if you need to. If we were in the Buffalo winter and we couldn't go anywhere for seven weeks, I think we're on now eight weeks, I have no idea how my mental capacity would be right now. But it was nice over the weekend. I think we got upwards of, what, 50, 60 degrees. It's nice in the East Coast. Sun is on the horizon. So yeah, the, the remote lifestyle is, is doing well, but I really credit that to uh, the, the Buffalo weather that we're getting right now. Sunshine is great. The more sun, the better. All right, let's get to the show. Matt, segment one, how to manage a remote social media strategy. As we look at navigating this COVID-19 pandemic, we're seeing time after time staffing and recruiting firms reaching out to our team at Haley Marketing with a simple question. What should we be posting on social media? It's a great question and we get it frequently when the world was healthy and when everybody was at work. We're getting it more now that the world is, is navigating this pandemic. And when you have a remote workforce, you have to be very thoughtful and very mindful with what you're going to post on social media. You know, Matt, I'll get us started here. If you're thinking through what to post on social media, you always want to come back to your why. You want to know why you're posting on social media in the first place. Without a why and without clearly defining what you're trying to accomplish with each post, you've heard me say it on Insights a thousand times, every post has a purpose. You need to know why you're creating that content and why you're clicking publish. If you don't have a why, you're just shouting into the clutter that is Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So when you think about managing a remote social media strategy, you need to start with your foundation. Why are you posting in the first place and what purpose does that content serve? It's sticking to the basics and to the principles of, of any marketing, but any, you know, social media marketing in this aspect, as you're saying, is, you know, the why. And the why is different here on April 27th as to when it changed that middle of March compared to middle of February, middle of January. The, the actual copy or imagery or content you're posting 
changed, but that basic that you're talking about there, Brad, the why, that still is what gets us through. And I think what helps recenter us now that we've settled in here, you know, five, six, seven weeks into a different way of operating in the, you know, the, our, our non-work lives and also in that employment work life. So mm-hmm. the why of what's that, you know, why are you posting content to your audience right now? What do they want to, to read and to engage with? And in a sense, it's business as usual, right? We exist in a social media landscape to add value to the end social media user that is looking at that content. So we're still posting blog articles. We're still posting videos. We're still posting great how-to and tips, uh, best practices, ways to improve a resume, improve an interview, improve your career. We're still sharing all of that content because all of that is still relevant. Where there's a little bit of a shift is if we want to feature our team, right? If we want to showcase who's working and who's not. We can engage our, our team right now of recruiters who are working remote have people take a picture of their home offices. Have people take a picture or a, a selfie in front of their home, their home office and document their work experience. Let candidates know, let prospects know, yes, we're still working. We're still here. We're still trying to serve you as best as we can. And to do that, here's a, a, a series of steps that we've put in place. You know, our recruiters are still looking for great talent. They're working remote nine to five or whatever that hour might be. Oh, and by the way, here's Brad Biley and here's his remote setup. You can, you can see Brad and get to know Brad. It helps us pivot from, you know, in that initial middle of March, it was COVID and coronavirus and how can that information we help now. But now that we're shifting to remote first or virtual job events or what can we do to, you know, are you making health and safety precautions at workplaces, you know, that's the stuff people want to see. And like you talked about that, that homework, like something, you know, that's non-staffing that I'm seeing Especially funny as a local TV station here in Buffalo, they're printing out photos of their coworkers. So when the TV broadcasts are at home, they're po- they're taping them to the wall behind them. And that's becoming a running gag. So maybe something you could do in your office, like how are you have plants on your desk or stuff, you know, for your coworkers or how are you engaging with them? Because we still need that obvious human to human interaction. And that's the one tactic you talked about there is that remote lifestyle, that remote work. What can you do to showcase your, your office, your lifestyle of your team, of you, and what you can do to really build that content library online? And that's the why is, why are we doing this? Because that's what's important right now and what people want to see and how they want to learn and engage to continue to be productive in their, their professional part of their day. Yeah, you touched on a really good point there, Matt. How can we continue to be productive and be motivated? I was talking to a client last week at Haley Marketing who said, Brad, we don't want any mention of COVID-19 or coronavirus in our messaging. Candidly, we're sick of it. Everybody's talking about it. We get it. We all understand this is going on. Don't mention it. And instead, the messaging becomes, okay, how can we motivate a workforce? How can we stay productive? Working from home, is incredibly challenging. You know, Matt, you and I are in completely different situations. You have, you know, a family and a young daughter. It's, it's me and my wife at home. She's, Rachel's working and, and I'm working. So either I'm upstairs in our home office and, and she's downstairs or we, you know, we switch around. But, you know, parents who are navigating this have a, a unique challenge too. And 
we need to be mindful of that and we need to be aware of that. So how can you share content that is motivational, is encouraging, is, is speaking to someone who is currently unemployed and has a, a family to take care of? How can your content help improve their day, improve their week? Yeah, and that's the pivot that changed. It's, we know where to get all that information about the virus. And there became a point about four or five weeks in where people got sick of it and don't want to hear about it anymore. So now it's going back to that principle of why of, you know, before it was, why are you posting something to help someone be successful in their day-to-day job at their office? Or it was still about being productive, but now it's about being productive in a different setting. So what can you do to really share that information, share that content to build yourself as an authority, as really someone helping your audience in these new challenges that they're facing so they can still be successful? To learn more about managing your brand accounts on social media during the COVID-19 pandemic, you can check out lunchwithhaley.com, select webinars on demand, and watch our latest Lunch with Haley presentation titled Managing Your Brand Accounts on Social Media During the COVID-19 Pandemic. Matt, let's get to segment two. And this is something that you pay incredible attention to, job titles. Should staffing and recruiting firms add the word remote to their job titles? The answer is yes. And it's really interesting because Sticking to the, you know, we talked about in segment one about principles and here in segment two, you know, with job titles, we have to think about what job titles and job descriptions help us do. When you're posting them to your website or to a job board, it's essentially another search engine or algorithm like Google is. So when someone searches for call center agent or, you know, administrative assistant, that's what they go to search for. and Now, those search patterns are changing, right? From March 1st to middle of April, Indeed saw a 599% increase in work-from-home search terms on its website. That's what people want to see. So instead of having call center agent, you know, do you have orders or opportunities for WFH call center agent or a remote call center agent or a work-from-home administrative assistant? because that's what people want to see. It's not their official job title, but we have to really pay attention to the trends of our audience and adjust and tailor the content to what those trends are telling us. And not only is it an incredible search trend right now, you said 599% growth. Yeah, from you know March 1st to middle of April, which is it's enormous. Like it is. There's, if you think on the healthcare side too, telehealth is up like 839%. Like all, people still want to find jobs. They just want to find jobs in the ways, in the places they want to work. And right now where they want to work is at the comfort of their home or their apartment. Matt, I, I want you to take a theory here for a second, but do you think those search trends even after COVID-19 will continue to climb? Do you think that we're going to just bounce back and this work from home mentality is going to return as it was in January of this year? Or do you foresee this being a, a long-term play where things like telemedicine or you know call center reps are going to be able to work from whenever and, and wherever? It's interesting. I thought about this a lot and tried to put myself in the different viewpoints here. The one viewpoint is the company, the boss, the manager they are probably 
thought of always having somebody in their their office or their location on site, does that have to change? So could that adjust? That's a big one that has to adjust. The place, the people that probably make it change a lot is the employees, those job candidates. Because for me, I wouldn't mind going to the office. I also have a 10 minute commute. In big cities where there's 30, 60, 90, you know, 120 minute commutes that we hear about, people like that time back in their day. So can that change to where that's what people want to do with their lives? And then there's, you know, that's probably the long, long term. And then there's this interesting medium term of there's still the fear of getting the virus depending on where you go. So people want to stay at home just because they know they're healthy there. So it's this very interesting dynamic that I don't think anybody knows how it's going to play out. And those are a lot of different factors that are come together and talking to candidates and your employees is probably the, one of the best places to start. It's a really cool, almost opportunity for A players or B players to leverage. If you're looking mm-hmm. for your next job opportunity, maybe candidates aren't coming looking for more money anymore. Maybe it shifts that mentality of, yeah, I'd love to work for your organization, but three, four days a week, I want to work from home or three days a week, I want to work remote. Um, or I don't want to work the standard eight to four or nine to five anymore. I want to come in for the morning, take an hour or two off and then put in more hours at night and, and have that remote lifestyle too. Um, we're in a sense uh, amid this COVID-19 pandemic, we're, we're almost speeding up the dependency on technology. And this is almost where, in, in my opinion, things were headed. You know, if you look at Haley Marketing, Matt, we've been planning for a remote first workforce for what, two to three years now. We've been putting the right mm-hmm. plan in place where our team could physically work from wherever, whenever. Yes, we all came into the office because that's how we, we still worked, but we took the necessary steps. Now moving forward, how's that going to play out? I, we're not fully sure and, and that's okay. You know, to get back to the topic, Matt, and I know that was a little bit of a tangent question, but Mm -hmm. I think we need to be mindful of what's on the horizon if we're also forecasting what keywords we should be putting in our job titles now. You always want to be looking at what's working, what is working right now. But if you're going to be hiring in two to three months, will remote in that job title still matter? And that's that's why I wanted to touch on that topic. Let's let's take it to the next level of let's say this becomes the norm or it's going to be more accepted than it was, you know, a few months ago. Take it to the next level. Yeah, you have remote or work from home or telecommute in your job title. In your job description, your job advertising, your job posting, put exactly what that means in the first couple of paragraphs because companies are going to have different definitions, different acceptance levels. Like the example you just had, maybe for some companies, it's you can work at home two or three days a week. Maybe for some companies, I forget which one, I've read this a long time ago, you have to work eight hours a day, but only four of those have to be consecutive during the traditional eight to four, nine to five. So what does that really mean? Are you going to provide them with a laptop or maybe funds to build their home office because you don't have to pay for real estate anymore, for rent, for a lease? So have it in the job title, but then take it to the next level because like we, you know, one of my biggest talking points is what's in it for me in your job description? What's in it for the candidate? What's remote mean at your company versus a competitor's company or whatever other job opportunities 
your target candidate's looking for. Make sure to explicitly put it in the title, but then also develop that in your job description and over-communicate what is the right fit for your company. Matt, incredible takeaway there. Let's get right into segment three and talk about employer branding. We kind of hinted at employer branding in segment two with what makes you unique, what makes you different, why should I work for your organization instead of another? Why is now the perfect time for staffing agencies and recruitment agencies to build an employer brand? It's a good question. And I think the the first reason is recruitment marketing is going to shift. It was a lot of job advertisement, which will still be important. But now with how job candidates evaluate open positions, they're going to look at your employer brand. And there's a couple of different ways we can take this. And actually, you know, a couple hours ago, I was talking with our, in our weekly chat with our CEO, with, with David, he talked about, he doesn't think a lot of staffing companies or even a lot of local companies in your community have an employer brand. And he put me through this exercise of think about a company in Buffalo that's even well-known or even a mid-sized company. Could you think of what their employer brand is? There's not a lot of them. So think about that for your staffing agency. And the first one is, you know, what do you want that employer brand to be and how can you build it? It's an interesting question, Matt. You, you, you posed that and I tried to think quickly into one or two organizations that I can think of right now of, yes, I would want to work for that company because of X in, these, in the area. I don't know of anybody offhand. And, and I know that was quick thinking, but based yeah. on employer brand, I don't, I don't know of anyone. Um, you know, you, you think about employer branding and what makes a staffing firm unique. It's, it's, a little scary to admit, but staffing in a sense, there's not much differentiation. You know, we see it time after time when we talk to clients, what makes you different? What makes you unique? We really have to challenge that client to find that. All of them have differentiators, right? Every staffing and recruiting firm has something that makes them unique. But when we go through that marketing strategy, we go through that messaging uh, initial conversation with a client, it's a challenge to get there. And what Matt's urging you to do is really sit down and solidify your key differentiators. What makes you unique? What makes your employer brand so much better than your local competition? Why should a candidate come to you instead of your local competition or a national competition? You have some of those uniques. You have those about your organization. We just need to make sure that they're showing through. What's interesting is I, our, our worlds collided on Friday. You don't even know this. Was I had a conversation with with James Ellis. He's a, a pretty good thought leader on employment brand in the industry. Okay. And we talked about how can employer brand, what can staffing agencies or companies do? And he said, think about the one unique thing. And But then how our worlds collided here is he used a theory from Jay Barron, Talk Triggers, of the double tree cookie. Oh, yeah. the, right. And then in Jay Bear's book of the Cheesecake Factory menu, when you think about the hotels that Doubletree competes with, nothing really differentiates them. They're all in a class of different hotels, but the cookie is what stands out for them because everybody knows Doubletree has the cookie and they also released their recipe recently. But getting back to the point here of staffing ACs, like, is there one unique thing your company can do to really, really stand out? 
and get people talking about it in the local community because your employer brand's out there right now, whether you like it or not. It's so what can you do to have that one unique thing and really influence the the perception and really improve that employer brand? Like what can you do to really influence it and make it better? Matt, if I'm if I may for a second just elaborate on that talk triggers comment. If you're, if you're not familiar with Jay Bear or the book Talk Triggers, first off, I highly recommend it. And second, a talk trigger is something about your organization that instinctively other people want to talk about. You're not prompting them to talk about it. You're not saying, hey, take a picture and use this hashtag. You're not using your messaging to, to persuade them to talk about something. It's something so unique and so awesome and special about your organization that people have to talk about it. I think Seth Godin refers to it as a purple cow, if, if I'm correct. Jay Bear talks about it as a, as a talk trigger. And for, for Cheesecake Factory, it's the giant menu. They have so many options that you have to talk about it. The Double Tree cookie. Yes, hotels are a commodity. I want to stay at Double Tree because when I check in, I want to have a fresh, hot cookie, and that's incredible. So it, to, to Matt's point, when you're, when you're thinking through your employer brand, what makes you so unique and what makes your staffing agency so special that candidates have to tell other people about it? What about your service differentiates you in a way that people have to tell their friends and family members to come to you instead of somebody else? Think through that and really challenge your team to come up with that talk trigger. I would challenge you to do that as you have some time over this pandemic. Maybe you're you know, free of a little bit of time because uh, your, your application flow is down a little bit. I hope not. But if you have a little time, really think through that talk trigger. So you're thinking through the talk trigger and then we're going to circle back here to, to to the original part of point of the segment and, and you know wrap up this segment is why now and it's because your candidates maybe even your current employees or internal or your temporary employees they're going to start to look at it they're really going to start to identify it with it and look at your employment brand so if you're able to if you don't have it yet define that unique part or really build on it and grow on it and develop the messaging and all those different, you know, tactical parts of it, you need that, you need to display it and market it and share it and build on it because that's what people want to see. It's what's going to help you get the best talent for your open jobs, help find that talent that wasn't available before. It's going to help you get that top talent of people who are coming off unemployment at the end of July and really help find those people because the number one challenge we had with recruiting before COVID-19 was quality. It wasn't like people could find some workers. They couldn't find quality workers. Yep. And the best workers will identify with your employer brand and want to work for you. And that will help you fill those open job orders that are costing you money every hour and every shift that they go unfilled. Do you need a hand with your recruitment marketing in crafting your employer brand? I'm sure Matt Lozar would love to help. You can connect with Matt on LinkedIn by searching for Matt Lozar. That's L-O-Z-A-R. Shoot him a quick message and say, hey, I'd love a hand crafting my employer brand and really refining my employer brand. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help.
You could check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.